It was one of the best baseball seasons I've covered, and coming off the year that we had, it was just so, it just made me so happy to be at the games all the time. Like, to be at the games, talk about it with you, write all the stories that we wrote. Hello, and welcome to the final high and tight of the 2021 baseball season on Game Time CT. We made it. I'm Scott Erickson. We are joined, as always, by Pete Guaga. Pete, have you recovered from the weekend yet? Uh, yeah. Um, slept, like, I think I went to bed at, like, 8 o'clock on Sunday. Like, I was just like, I, I woke up. I did what I had to do on Sunday. And then I, I was, like, just hanging out. And I was like, you know what? I'm exhausted. I mean, what a week with the semifinals being expanded, right? Because we had the rain out on Tuesday. So it was two games, Tuesday, games, Wednesday, then Friday, then three Saturday. And I was like, you know what? I, I need to rest. And um, But we had to do one more show, of course. This is a big one. Uh, we got, we're trying to get everyone from every championship team, uh, coach and a couple of players on. Uh, we have Hand, we have East Catholic, and we have Norwalk. Uh, we have been trying to get in touch with Cog and Chug. We have been unsuccessful. Um, so they have a very busy schedule celebrating their championship. So we, we tried to we have understand. Them time. Yeah. We, we weren't able to get them on just quickly about the class S game. Cog and Chug's great. Colby Pascarelli awesome. He pitched an unbelievable game, six and two thirds. And I got to see Alex mock come in. I think he threw three pitches, just pumped three past them and Cog and Chug, um, you know, it was the champions, and they were dominant in that game. Uh, two innings. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Yeah. I think they scored three runs and then five runs, um, you know, and Colby and Alex held a really good St. Paul team at bay. I mean, their lineup is stacked at St. Paul, and Coggenshog made, you know, kind of easy work of it that day. Um, you know, great team, great celebration. Uh, if you saw on Twitter – Colby Pascarelli said, I said this two years ago in Spanish class and everyone said I was crazy. Well, he's not anymore. You know, he is, he, he pitched it into reality and uh, it was a great sure over at Coggin shop first championship since 1972, uh, which was, it was great to see. It was a great moment. Um, it was interesting. All the St. Paul players were watching. A lot of them are juniors. A lot of that St. Paul team are juniors. They're going to be back. They're going to be good. Uh, expect them to make another run at S next year. All right. Uh, without further ado, let's go to us talking to East Catholic, the Class M champions, and the number one team in the state in the game time CT poll uh, with the best player in the state in Frankie Mazzucato. Um Look, I don't think there's any argument that they're the number one team in the state. I, I can't see it. I can't say it. I mean, I can't even think it. They're the no. only undefeated team, and they – Straight up dominated Class M. If you want to say, hey, they should have been up in Class L or whatever, fine. I think they do the same thing in L or double L. Yeah. Maybe they get challenged a little more. That is a dominant, dominant baseball team. Yeah, they they were dominant from top to bottom. They have, you know, Frankie Mazzucato is the best player in the state. Um, TJ Wynn is only a sophomore. He is good. He is really good. He's going to be the next one that, you know, pitcher that we're going to have to keep an eye on next year. Uh, Alex Azari is one of the best shortstops in the state. He's only a junior. You know, from one through nine, Hank Penders, 
who's on the show as well. He's unbelievable catcher. He, he, he got hitting in the playoffs, but he does such a good job of leading that team from behind the plate. You know, one through nine, they could hit their, their nine hitter. Chris, Chris Connolly had, I, I've seen East Catholic, I think four or five times this year. I'm pretty sure he's had multiple RBIs in almost every game that I've been at. Um, they can hit one through nine. They're, they are the best team in the state. Um, obviously the voters agreed. They were unanimous before the tournament. They were unanimous after the tournament. Um, just incredible season, incredible run. Martin Fiore joins the show for the third time record in his career. He's the all time guest leader on high and tight. Uh, he came on two years ago and then he came on this year. And now he came on for the post season championship edition, which I'm going to imagine is his favorite appearance on the show. I would imagine. I imagine everything that is associated with winning a state title is your favorite whatever. <laughs> your favorite bus ride home, your favorite party afterwards, everything. It's the best. Yeah. Uh, so let's go and hear from Frank Mazzucato, Hank Penders, and Martin Fiore of East Catholic. Now joining us on the show, we have the Class M champions, uh, from East Catholic coach Martin Fiore making his third appearance all time on the show. And we have Frank Mazzucato and Hank Penders. Gentlemen, congratulations. And how are you doing? How has this weekend been since winning the championship and finishing undefeated 25 and 0? Uh, it's been crazy. Um, I don't really know if it's really sitting yet necessarily. Yeah. Me. I mean, a little bit, a little at a time, but uh, it's just it's still crazy that, you know, we want a state championship and, you know, 25 and no, it just, it's really unbelievable. Yeah, it still, it still doesn't feel real, really. It definitely hasn't set in yet. Well, I mean, it, you know, it's only been two days, so I don't really blame you. I think, you know, <laughs> as the summer kind of sets in, you guys maybe start playing summer ball and getting ready for whatever's next. I think you guys will, you know, kind of look back and be like, damn, that was cool. Because watching it, I was like, damn, that was cool. <laughs> you know, coach, um, you know, your first title, uh, first title for the program since 97. Uh, I know this was really big for you and important for you to, to you know, you said it at Muzzy in the semifinals, get the monkey off your back. You feel a little lighter, you know, uh, you know, you feel a little, you know, maybe lighter around the waist. <laughs> <laughs> and that would always feel good to be lighter around the waist. Um, yeah. You know, I think, knowing how hard these kids have worked for me and for each other that the satisfaction for them to be able to raise a banner is um, just a special moment for me and for them to be able to just sit back and watch them celebrate. There, there just hasn't been a feeling like that because they absolutely deserve it. And I'm just so blessed to be a part of their lives and a, a part of a championship that nobody can ever take away from. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it was quite the run, uh, obviously an undefeated season, record breaking. You got through, in Scott and I's opinion, the toughest part of any bracket in double LL, M&S. That top part of the M bracket was loaded with talented teams from the SWC, the ECC. Obviously, you guys, you guys came out unscathed, beat Northwestern in the finals. Um Coach, I want to ask you about, you know, we have Frankie on the show, obviously, but when you were on the show a couple of months ago and you, when you and I spoke in April, it, you were literally talking about how you're preparing for a state title run, you're pitching in April, and you you were thinking 20 steps ahead. Um, were you at all nervous that you <laughs> kind of didn't 
you saved Frankie for the quarterfinals, right? I mean, Ethan's great. I know he's in the background there, so I got to give a shout out to my guy, Ethan. Um, <laughs> you know, TJ Wynn is finally getting that statewide credit that he deserves as being one of the best, you know, pitchers in the state. But you held your you held your horse for the quarterfinals, and obviously it worked out. But were you nervous in those first two rounds? Honestly, I just I wasn't. I was extremely confident in what Ethan and uh, TJ, even Jacob Paulus, had done for us all year. You know, I think I had said to you, it doesn't matter to me if we finish fifth or twenty fifth. Our goal is to win the whole thing. So I understand that there's no tomorrow, but you know, your goal is to raise a banner. And I felt like that was our best opportunity to get that done. Um, you have to have your so-called number two and three win games for you if you're going to do anything special. So I thought that in order for us to compete with either Weston or New Fairfield, that we were going to need to have Frankie on the mound just because we knew the arms that they had. Um, Weston did some work for us to, to beat New Fairfield. Um, but even in the championship game, I think I had said to you too, when I look up at the scoreboard, I mean, Frankie's the man and he's, I, I feel like we can beat the Yankees and he would strike out 20 against the Yankees with the way that they strike out. But I also felt, Pete might strike out 15 Yankees. You <laughs> <laughs> see my knuckleballer, right? <laughs> I felt like even, even TJ would not have given up eight runs in the finals. I feel like Ethan would not have given up eight runs in the finals or even Paulus would not have given up eight runs in the finals. So if our offense does its job, I really feel confident that we could have continued to win baseball games, no matter who was on the mound, but, when Frankie's on the mound, you can afford to be a little more aggressive on the bases. You know, we were thrown out a few times, but it gives you a little bit um, more leeway to gamble and put things in your favor. And that's what we, we did. You know, once we had a couple of runs, we thought that if we could be a little more aggressive and try to put the game away a little earlier, then it would, you know, relax the guys a little bit. But yeah, it was just a lot of, a lot of fun to be a part of it. And even during the game, I was just trying to find ways to, to slow it down because it seemed like it was going so fast and everybody said try to enjoy this as long as you can but man he was just pounding the zone so quickly and before you knew it he was in the dugout it's like man all right it's already in the third it's already the fourth and then geez when the seventh came he didn't even have a chance to to get ready because he just continued to mow him down you know we saw teams like norwalk west hill low seeds make a run to the tournament they have nothing to lose they're playing loose you guys go into the tournament, everyone's expecting you to win. So I want to ask the players, what do you guys, what did you guys do to stay loose, stay focused when everyone's kind of gunning for you and, and has their eyes on you? Uh, we, uh, we really play loose. We uh, never really feel like there are too many, but there are expectations, but we don't, we don't put them upon ourselves. We play with no pressure. I mean, you've seen us run the bases. We definitely don't run the bases scared. Uh, we'll, we'll run into some outs every now and then, but that comes with the territory and that's how you put up extra runs that you need at the end of games. And that's, those are the difference makers. You know, yeah, like Hank, you, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Frank. No, go ahead. No, you go ahead. And like Hank said, <laughs> we try not to put pressure on ourselves and we just go out there and have fun. And like, like Hank always says, it's pretty much every interview. We get weird. Get weird, yeah. <laughs> we get weird and just play loose and just things like that. So, um, 
just going out there and kind of just like playing wiffle ball in the backyard with your buddies, you know, not really stressed about anything. Um, you know, I'm just going out there and having fun and, you know, the, what we can control, we can control and what we can't, we can't. So, you know, there were two, two go-to lines that this team said in almost every interview. And I, I kind of want to put a compilation together. Uh, it's playing goofy and, uh, and write about it. Um, so I need, I need a little explanation on the write about it. It's, it's read about, it's a read about, yeah, read about it. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. We kind of just, you know, everybody, I mean, you saw the tweet, uh, the guy that was like calling us cowards and it's like, all right, read about it, buddy. Ridiculous. <laughs> By the way, ridiculous thing to say to high mean, school kids. You got to get Ned Lamont on this one. Cause you know, yeah, he's yeah. a big deal. <laughs> yeah. He, he's not busy with like real world issues or anything. No. Like that. Um, no, but it was always just fun to watch you guys play. And it didn't look like, I think coach Fiore was, more nervous than anything after every game, you know, coach, you're, you're a very serious guy and watching you during the game, you know, it was, uh, Sean McFarland and I were laughing uh, during the finals. Frankie strikes out the first two guys of the game. Uh, the number three hitters cu- coming up. I think he threw like seven pitches and you get out of the dugout and you go to Chris Conley in left field. You're like, no doubles, no doubles. And Sean and I are like, yeah, obviously he's not going to hit a double. Um, <laughs> what's coach doing? <laughs> But, uh, you know, did you kind of feed off the energy from the guys of, of playing loose, being goofy, having fun, and, and just letting it kind of, you know, where the chips lie, the chips lie? Yeah, you know, we also use the term to play fearless and play without, um, without, the, without the pressure of failure, you know, because um, you're going to continue to fail in this game. And I think – that allowed me to coach a little differently with this group too, because, you know, they had, we didn't even so much have to coach so much about physical ability this year. We focused a little bit more on the mental part of the game and to, to be prepared and, and to understand what your role was when you were at the plate and it can change among pitches and communicate a little bit more with the kids. So, you know, play without fear, failure. Don't be afraid to fail. And as a coach, I was just trying to do the same thing for the most part and have faith in the kids and try to get them to have faith in the coaches because there's a method to our madness pretty much in everything that we did. And uh, they're just the best. They're the best kids in the world and young men. And, you know, our, our, our relationships are young. And I just can't wait for the future to, to stay in touch with all these guys. You know, you guys, you guys at practice might be like, you know, why are we working on this? Why are we working on that? But when you get in games and you're paying attention to detail, cutoffs, first and third plays, all that, how important were all those little things that you may not even use, you know, every third or fourth game, but when, when you needed them, it looked like you did them all the time. Right. Uh, yeah, it's not that even we necessarily had to use those things that much. Cause we had some awesome arms. So, you know, there weren't really that many guys on base, but, but there's moments just, in every game where you, where you <laughs> exactly. have to though. Right. I mean, like... just, just the fact that we could stay, you know, comfortable and knowing that we worked on it. And, you know, if that situation presents itself, we'll be all right. Yeah, Frankie, Every, everyone has uh, read about it. Uh, you know, all your crazy numbers and, you know, the 50 and two thirds inning streak to uh, scoreless streak to, to end the season, you know, but Hank, as a former catcher myself, I always got a big kick out of talking to batters and, and, you know, kind of, you know, maybe smack talking uh, yeah. during the game. How was that? How was, you know, when these guys got up to the plate and Frankie was on the mound, like, 
you know, were you saying anything or were they saying anything to you? Like, you know, yeah. make sure you like, doesn't throw me the curveball that bounces 30 feet in front of the plate. And uh-huh. I don't swing out of my shoes and kind of look like a fool. I'm definitely not well liked in the CCC. Uh, amongst, <laughs> That's a amongst good quality for a catcher. That's a yeah. good quality. Um, <laughs> yeah. I make some enemies during the games, but yeah, they'll go up. There was some kid in the Northwestern game. He said like, how does anybody hit that? Oh, <laughs> They don't hit it. <laughs> Have you not read about it? They don't hit it. Yeah, you just read about it and then you would know this. Do your research. <laughs> like literally nobody. But even yeah. like, I mean, did you even have one play at the plate this year, Hank? No, not a single one, which was, I, I was thinking about that going into the last game. Actually, yeah, there was one in East Hartford, in the East Hartford game. There was one, but I think I think that was it. <laughs> That's incredible. Makes yeah. your job easy. Um, but, yeah. you know, you had you had a front row seat. And uh, I think it's always important. You know, we could talk to Frankie. And Frankie is probably one of the most well-versed interviewees that I think I've ever spoken to. Always says the right thing, um, mm. which is great. You know, it's not a nice. Yeah. But I want, I want that front row seat view, you know, answer of getting to catch him and watch him work on a daily basis. I mean, it's got to be a lot of fun. I always, I always felt like it was easier to catch the really good pitchers who you put your glove, the ball went there than like the kids who couldn't pitch and they're bouncing balls left and right. Yeah. It was just a nightmare, but just, you, know, you had the front row seat of, of greatness this year and, and a historic season. So just take us through, you know, catching him and, and just going through that process every week or every couple of days. Yeah. Um, his command this year was just, incredible better than i've ever seen it before he would hit all his spots in every game there were very few pitches where he like really missed a spot even if he really missed it it's still it's still pretty close um yeah yeah i'm probably probably not gonna be able to catch another guy like this uh (laughs) but you know it, it was it was awesome while it lasted and uh it was it was fun to do it for sure so how was uh, Saturday night? What'd you guys do? You know, like what was the what was the post game celebration like? We we just you know, yeah. Watch the movie. Yeah, <laughs> Udermark had a nice little speech around the fire. Fired everybody up. Uh, all the, yeah, all the guys got together. We went to like a little pool party. A couple of us. And uh, we always hang out with the fire. Ethan just started giving us a nice little speech. <laughs> He's holding up the sign. Yeah. Was, wait, was he holding it right side up though? Because yes, I had a yeah, problem. Yeah. We made a problem. Honestly, I've covered so many baseball championships. You guys, Coach Fiore, love you, but you held up the trophy upside down. <laughs> and, then, and that's how and they gave it, it to me. And then he <laughs> held it up backwards. <laughs> Is that not how Connecticut looks? It's yeah, not on yeah, top. Fairfield the County's not in, on top. Uh, yeah, Fairfield County's in the northwest corner, the northeast corner. It was, the yeah, first, it was their first time, Pete. It was their first time. <laughs> you know, um, Frankie, looking back on everything that this team accomplished and you accomplished, um, I mean, I, I know that you guys every year want to win a state title. Uh, you guys have the program and the legacy to be that team to win a state title every year. But just looking back on it, everything that, you know, you accomplished personally, this team accomplished personally, is that something that you thought, like, you know, you thought you would go out and have a good year. Did you think you'd have a go out and have a year like this? Um, You know, you don't, I don't really think I like to think of expectations. I knew walking into this year, we were special. 
you know, a senior heavy group. And, you know, I think I, I said it in one other interview, we have a group chat since freshman year. It's called 2021 champs. And I just, and just crazy. Like now looking back at it, like, you know, we kind of spoke into existence and um, I'm just so proud of the guys and, you know, all the hard work we put in and practice and getting extra reps after or before practice, it's all, it's all paying off. And uh, it just, it's just a great feeling. And there's no really words to describe, you know, how hard we worked and all the dedication work we put into this season and, you know, paid off into our favor. So just so happy for all of us. You're so I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I was, uh, yeah, he's a pro. <laughs> uh, I was, uh, I just added up all the, all uh, the, uh, the ballots for the poll and you guys are the number one unanimous number one team in the state. What do you Thanks. think about that as, as a legacy to leave behind to, to be a unanimous number one, uh, you know, leaving, leaving the state? I think it's all, I mean, I think it's awesome. I don't really know. I don't want to, there's tons of good teams out there, but I know we're a pretty difficult team to be, whether I'm pitching TJ's pitching, Ethan's pitching, you know, our one through nine, you know, Conley, he'll go three or four in a game with like two doubles. So he's our nine hitter. It was crazy. Um, yeah. I think we definitely deserve the number one spot overall, mm-hmm. and um, we all deserve it. So I'm just so so happy for all. Yeah. Of us. I che- I made sure to check in with Pete after the game. To make sure we had. <laughs> he the, told me, yeah, we had the number one. I'm like, I I would hope so. I mean, you guys <laughs> right? to the tournament unanimous, and you didn't lose, and you didn't you didn't play a close game either. I mean, you guys just straight up dominated. Martin, what does that mean to you in the program? I mean, you, you've been there a while. What, what does it mean to the alumni and, and everybody else that's come through there that, that you get that, that recognition? You know, my phone, I, I still can't keep up with it between, between the text messages and the direct messages and instant messages. It, it's hard to keep up with. And, you know, that's, that's really where a lot of the satisfaction is, is for people that have played in the program even into the you know back in the 70s that are reaching out and being so proud to be at a championship game and and how the alumni have supported us and listen we we aren't what we are without the people before us and even the guys who graduated a couple years ago I said you know the the 2021 club is really able to reap the benefits of what they all did when they were here I mean we've gotten better every year and the way that we've practiced. And I mean, I've learned a lot through the teams in the past, our coaches, you know, we, we also try to get better. So everybody in the past has really led up to what we were able to do this year anyway, but having everybody reach back to you and tell you how proud they are of you and um, you know, of the players and how they interacted with each other. It seemed like they really cared about each other. And I'll say, I mean, I know that we hugged a lot, but those hugs were were strong and they were they were tight and there were tears. And uh, the things that the guys said in my ears, I'll just cherish for the rest of my life. And, um, you know, even our other coaches, I mean, we we held each other and and just because we have we have cried during the season and we have sweat during the season and we have bled during the season. So and we all have our internal struggles and the guys know what those are and, you know, things bring us closer together. And, and I've had personal things go on this year as well as several of the players and, and we're there for each other. So yes, we win baseball games, but baseball is really what brought us together, but our relationships and the type of human beings, these guys are just special. So having alumni ring reach out and I went out to dinner with coach Penders and coach McMahon 
like a couple of weeks ago and after we finished the regular season. And I was shocked to hear that East Catholic had never been undefeated because Coach Penner's had some unbelievable teams and some dominating teams. And I don't even know if anybody's gone 25-0. and 0. And not that it really matters, but we never stressed about it. We barely ever even talked about it. The kids continued to play loose. And I'll tell you, one of the turning points is sometimes we'll play in shorts just when we're doing walkthroughs and everything. But when we're wearing shorts, it seemed like the practices are a little looser. And then when the guys showed up one day when, when they had options to wear shorts and everybody showed up in pants, we said, you know what? Uh, these guys mean business. They're here to work. And that was a telling tale, you know, a couple of weeks ago when everybody continued to show up in pants and practice hard, even when they had the option for shorts, I knew, I knew we were going to make a serious run. Oh, hey, guys, I always, I always wear shorts and softball because I don't want to slide. <laughs> if I wear yeah, shorts, exactly. I don't have to slide. <laughs> that, so, that's guys, exactly the thing. I, I want to ask the guys, uh, obviously the year off was terrible. You missed a whole season. Was there anything that happened during that time that brought your team closer together and, and started this process of, of making this run? Um, I don't really say that. I mean, we definitely saw, you know, how upset those 2020s were. And uh, it was kind of just, you know, this this season wasn't just, you know, for ourselves and for, you know, for coaches, also for those 2020 guys that, you know, missed their senior year that, you know, we would have really competed in, in the tournament last year. So, um, we, you know, we played it for them as well. And, you know, it just wasn't for ourselves. It was for so many other people. So we just really went out there and, you know, played our hearts out. We, uh, we played in the fall together as a team. And for the first couple of games, we were pretty brutal. And we were like, oh, God, like, uh, I don't like I don't really know. I thought we were going to be pretty good. This doesn't look like we're we're pretty good. And then we ended up uh, buckling down. We won that league. And uh, from from that point on, we uh, yeah, we haven't lost a game since. <laughs> Coach, coach, coach says 25 and 0, you know, maybe not a big thing. 25 and 0 is a big thing. I, I will say that it's very impressive to, in a game, in the game of baseball, one bounce, one mistake can change everything. And uh, it never seemed to really affect you guys. Uh, it was impressive to watch. It, I, you know, loved covering every one of, you know, the games I was at with you guys. Uh, I have to give a shout out to um, neighbor Carol. Uh, she gave me sunscreen. At uh, the Westin game, uh, Ryan Ryan Shaw's next door neighbor. I found out her name. Happy to give a shout out to her. Um, but no, it was just it was a great time, and it was truly a pleasure to be along for the ride um, to get to watch it first firsthand. I didn't have as great of a seat as Hank did, um, but I feel like you know I had a pretty good seat to watch. So, you know, one more question. I just want to wrap up, Frankie. I would be remiss not to ask you. Um, you know, your future. It's got you had a big month coming up. How has that process been? I know everyone and their mother has been to see you. Every scout, you know, every radar gun in the Northeast has been on you. Uh, just, you know, are you going to take a couple of weeks before you kind of dive fully into that process? Um, you know, I can't, I've been working my way into it, uh, you know, with my advisor, Coach Fiore, my parents, you know, everyone around me. Um, but right now, like these past couple of days and the days ahead, I'm just going to try and really – you know, enjoy and soak it all in and all, all the state championship stuff. But, um, you know, definitely looking forward. I got to start digging into it and, you know, taking it, you know, head on. Cause you know, my focus during the season was winning a state championship and 
really wasn't focused on the draft. So, um, you know, I'm just really looking, looking forward to spending these next couple of days and enjoying it. And then, you know, I'll bear down and, you know, get after all that stuff in that process. Awesome. Well, just remember, you will never have as good as a catcher as you do your high school catcher. Exactly. No, I know. Exactly. <laughs> and no, you I will know. never have a better catcher than him. No one will ever understand you as well as he did. <laughs> best catcher in the state. He, he definitely is. Well, and he could hit too. And he went oppo, which I don't think. That's what I'm saying. But boys, thank you, Coach Fiore. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. Uh, thank you for everything throughout the season. Good luck the rest of the way. I know you guys are all going to play summer ball and the future is bright. So uh, I'll be, I'll be watching from afar, but don't, but don't, but don't remember, don't forget us little guys. All right. You won't. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having us. Thank you guys. Congratulations so again, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, thanks to game time for all the coverage. You know, I've, I'll say it again. What, what you do for high school sports is amazing. These kids you're putting on a platform and uh, recognizing them and, and the tireless effort, the hours and the fast food and everything that you guys deal with, man. I tell you, you're waiting in between games, just like we're waiting between games, battling the elements and then sitting in cars and writing articles. I, we know it's not easy. And if it wasn't for you, we certainly wouldn't have the presence that we do in social media and in the communities. So what do you guys do as an A-plus state championship effort as well? Appreciate that, Coach. Thank you. Thank you, guys. This is why we have everyone on, so they can tell us how great we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me, Pete, Pete really needs that ego stroke. All right. We are back on High and Tight. Uh, East Catholic guys, always fun. Uh, it's cool. Those They, they were like in a, a hotel suite, the kids. like yeah, They were doing a little uh, post-championship hangout. Yes. That was uh, cool. It was a it's a good they have a they had a good group up there that uh, this year they were a really fun group i love how they they like to be goofy that's their thing uh i thought that be was goofy but let me say something about mazcato he is so polished uh in front of cameras or on microphones like he just always says the right thing even when you ask him about the mlb draft he's just like he's ready for it he's he's so he cool i mean just a cool customer of, uh, he reminds me of chad chad knight when yeah chad, they're just very calm and <laughs> By the time Chad was a senior, he had been doing interviews since he was like 11. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. They're well-versed and they, and they know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, so look, congratulations, East Catholic, number one team in the state. Um, now let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about Class L and then we'll talk to, uh, to the hand guys. Um, but man, once they got through that semifinal and they, they beat Avon in that incredible, incredible baseball game, one of the best semifinal games you'll ever see two yep. one extra innings um both teams had multiple chances pitchers pitched out of tight jams all over the place uh if you can't like that then there's then you don't like baseball because <laughs> uh, that is as good as it gets uh then once they get through that they get to berlin and uh you know david antonetti with the one hitter um it was almost like you said i think you said you saw one play early in the game like that's it that they're gonna win this thing yeah it was uh you know, once they got that one run, G Gio Ramon got the base hit. I was like, I don't think Berlin's got it today. And Berlin's a really good team. Um, you know, Leo Excellent had him back in the finals. Team, yeah, he had him back in the finals 19 2021. Not easy. Uh, you know, they had um they only had two returning players from the team in 19 in uh in Pisca um P Justin, their shortstop, I'm mispronouncing his name, I'm sorry. And Nick Melville, their left fielder, he was the right fielder on the team in 19. They got back. They had a chance. They, You know, Antonetti just 
he pitched a better game. You know, he just, he, when you get to the championships and you run into a player who's having a game like that, like just sometimes it's just not the baseball gods just aren't on your side that day. Some things are just like written in the stars and, and hand just felt like that. East Catholic felt like that this year where it was like something really is going to have to go wacky for them not to do this. Cause they just, they seem so focused and driven on it and locked in on it. And um, yeah, I can't wait to, to talk to these guys about uh, everything that went on with that tournament, because what a season that, that hand had to, to win the first championship for them, you know, first appearance, first championship in program history for a school that has a lot of state titles, a lot of state titles and, and, a, and a really good baseball program and a good youth baseball program. And like, it's one of those baseball towns and like Norwalk hadn't won a state title. It was just like, it was sort of surprising when you actually went and thought about it, like yeah. they hadn't won a state title yet. And it's kind of cool that they, they and Norwalk both got it in the same year. Yeah. Uh, so we got David Antonetti. We got Travis LaPointe. We got Anthony DePino. Let's go talk to these guys. Now joining us on the show, we have the Class L champions from Daniel Hand High. The Tigers beat Berlin 3-0 in the Class L championship to capture the program's first ever state title in baseball in their first ever state championship appearance. A lot of years of firsts, a lot of big moments this season. Uh, Coach LaPointe right off the bat. You know, has it sunk in yet? I mean, we're doing this on Tuesday. You guys won Saturday night. So I, I, I'm going to guess that it hasn't. But what has been the reception or, or, you know, have you do you believe it yet? No, I mean, first of all, the, I slept all day Sunday. I was just exhausted. Um, so, so I spent my I spent my championship Sunday just taking a 12 hour nap. Um, but the, the nicest part of this whole thing is um the outpouring of support from the community, um, whether it's from like um, former players or parents that had some involvement along the way. Um, you know, this, this championship meant everything to our baseball community. Um, there are hundreds and hundreds of incredible people that have helped, helped to put together um, this community from like ages eight up. Um, and, you know, we, we did it for them. Um, so really blessed to be able to give them this trophy. Did you guys both grow up, uh, David and Anthony, grow up playing in Madison, like Little Leagues and stuff? Um, when I was younger, I grew up in East Haven. And then I moved here in fourth grade. And I, from fourth grade on, I've played in Madison. And then I've played in different travel programs. But I remember playing with all these guys when I was younger, when I was like 12 years old in Little League. Does yeah, that make it more special to be to be with your buddies that long and win it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely playing up from when we were younger and like seeing each other grow. Like that definitely makes it a lot better. David, you too. Have you played that whole time with them? Yeah, I've I've played the whole time and uh through uh, Madison travel as well. So I've been playing with these guys for probably like seven years. <laughs> Was this dog pile the best one you've ever been in? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I almost uh I thought I was gonna break a rib under there, but uh it was a lot of it would, have, it would have been the most well worth it rib breaking, I think, of all time. <laughs> you know, you're only well, a junior, our, our, we were making fun of uh, 
uh, Coach Kyle Hines got bulldozed by Colin Telford, and I think I think that was intentional. I think I think Telford was taking him out. It was the best though. I rewatched that part of the, the dog pile like twenty times just to see Hines go down. <laughs> well, you know, Colin was a football player, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, seeing that on Saturday, you know, the ground ball to Anthony goes to Evan. Your fan base fan group was so big and loud, like trying to get down to the field was like a nightmare because <laughs> you had all these little kids, right? You know, all the Madison youth baseball players are there, Travis, your players, uh, your students, all these guys were there. And I'm like trying to like, you know, not run over like seven-year-olds and eight-year-olds trying to get down to the field. But I mean, how cool is that to, when you get there to look at the field and see all these hopefully future, you know, Daniel hand baseball players seeing there being, being there to see that great moment. Yeah, that, that was, that was the best part. Um, you know, so I teach fifth grade and like a lot of my fifth graders uh, went to that game and like their energy, like the energy of like a 10 year old or 11 year old is different than the energy of like a high school kid. And it's just, there's something really beautiful about it. So it was really like, it was just a, it was a celebration of our entire community. Um, and that was the most special part of, of the whole night. And then like, yeah, we, you know, we have like a pretty strong um, youth development program um, from like ages. I mean, we, it goes nine to 18 years old, but to see as many like young kids there. Um, so like for our seniors, the gift that they give me is just ensuring that there's going to be like a legacy that continues for years and years here, um, which is really special. Uh, David, uh, we spoke after the game. Uh, just a couple of quick things. Um, right off the bat, how was get, like whose idea was it to pick you up and carry you towards the fans? Because I've been at a lot of championship games across a lot of different sports in high school since 2012, uh, and I've never seen any player get carried off the field. Um, I actually have no idea whose idea it was, but um... – they just kind of picked me up by the legs and started carrying me. And uh, there was a second there that I definitely thought I was going to fall off. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think it was Danny caught me from behind and like pushed me back up. So it was, it was pretty special. Yeah, that was wild. Uh, but I mean, your performance, look, uh, heading into the week, everyone's like, Frankie Mazzucato's pitching in class M. Like, let's see what he does. And he threw a one hitter. And then you're like, whatever I get I guess I'll do that too <laughs> yeah um well he's he's amazing I got to see him pitch for the first time um in person and um that curveball's the real deal it's pretty incredible so like when you you know you uh, you told Dave Phillips like you didn't have a lot in the bullpen <laughs> like did you tell coach that before like hey how uh, had the bullpen go coach you know I really only threw five strikes um, well, I had, um, I had our pitching coach, Coach Kayser, down there with me, and I was like, uh, you know, that didn't go well, but uh, it'll be all right. I just, need, I just need one or two to click, and then I'll have it on the string the rest of the night, and uh, that's kind of what happened. So. Yeah, and he also came out to talk to you in the seventh inning after you walked the two batters to put uh, the tying run at the plate with no outs. Uh, what, did he, what did he say to you if it's something appropriate that you can tell us? Um, he's just like, uh, so the, the team mantra, the entire season has been, you know, savages in the box. So he just came out and he, um, he was like savage on the mound and then basically walked off. 
Love it. <laughs> Keep it simple. Exactly. Sometimes <laughs> it's just the, the quick, easy, simple stuff. Thank God he he went out because I, I Travis, what would you have told him? You you get real intense. I, I'm afraid <laughs> of what you might have told him. No, I no, that's why we have so uh, Justin Kayser, Coach Kayser. Um, you know, he really took on a lot of the responsibilities of, of being our pitching coach. And he is such a, he's such an organized, calm, um, you know, demeanor out there that he's just perfect for that spot. So he did a lot better than I could have. So David, if you're not feeling good in the bullpen, is there a moment in the first inning, second inning where you're like, I- I'm all right here? Like, um, or do you keep that nerves the whole game? That's what fi- fuels you. Uh, I'm not really sure. I just, like, I, I guess once, like, one or two pitches click, I'm like, all right, I'm good. And then, like, my mechanics start to kind of fall into place after that. And uh, getting the first out was huge. Yeah, that was that was a big. And then, obviously, the last out, right? I mean, could it have been hit to anyone else? I, I'm watching that game. I'm like, he's going to hit a ground ball to DePino. Like, if they get a piece of it, it's going to Anthony. Anthony, you've been a part of this program. You started as a sophomore on a very talented team in 19. Um you know, there's a really talented program uh, team in, in 18 as well. You were the guy at the beginning of this year, right? We, we didn't know a lot about a lot of teams heading into this year. We lost last year. You were one of the guys. Were you like, this ball's being hit to me? Like, I, I one, I want it, but two, I, I know it's coming to me. I kind of thought that it was going to be hit to me, and I really wanted it that whole game because I really wasn't getting a lot of action over there. There was, there was no guys that reached third base off Dave cause, just because he was just purely dominant. And then – I kind of I was catching pop flies. I really wanted a ground ball that game. Well, you got one. You got probably the most important one. So you get the ground ball. Are you thinking, should I go across the diamond? I got Evan, who's maybe 70 feet away. And are you also thinking, don't throw it into right field? Don't throw it into right field. Don't throw it into right field. <laughs> I was thinking in my head, because Danny Weinstein was telling me before the game, he said, if this last ground ball goes to you, I'm taking it. I'm putting it in my pocket just like Anthony Rizzo did it. <laughs> and then I made sure. <laughs> That I got the easy out at, sec- at second base with Evan there. <laughs> and did, so did you get the ball back? Did you get the ball? Yeah, where's back? the ball? I'm not too sure who has the ball now. They gave it. They gave it to me. Yeah, I, I have it now. It's at Are home. you sure Evan gave you the ball, or did he like Doug? <laughs> yeah, Mickey dummy ball. Switch out the ball. I don't. I don't know because Coach Hines was the one that handed it to me, so I I wouldn't put it past Coach Hines to actually take the real ball and keep it for himself. He took he took the trophy. He took the plaque home that night. No way. You let the did plaque really? out of your hands. Yeah, he's like he like put it under six blankets and slept with it all night. <laughs> well, I'll be honest. When we were walking to left field to take the photo, you you were holding that like it was a football. Like you were like Tiki Barber. You're like, I'm not fumbling this thing. I'm not fumbling <laughs> this thing. I'm like, he's never gonna let go of it. No, oh, it was. It, I mean, it, let me. I'm just gonna tell you a little story. My favorite. So my favorite moment of the season. Like, and and you know, the, the trophy's cool. Whatever else, but um. A little side story is after that game. So it was um, Daniel Hand had their uh, their senior like their up all night like post graduation party. So our seniors like couldn't attend the game. Uh, so they were like live streaming it um, at the high school. And so when we we drove back, and uh, they drove us back with like a little police escort once we got to the high school, and they drove us through all of the seniors who were like cheering for us. It was like really cool. I was having a panic attack because I hate that kind of attention. So I stayed on the bus, but all the guys, all of our players got off the bus and like they enjoyed like the seniors congratulating them. 
And then I stayed on the bus and I, I didn't think anything of it. I thought our, our I thought our players were just going to kind of stay there and party with like the rest of the seniors and stuff. So anyway, five minutes later, the bus finally is able to get out of um, the high school parking lot and we drive over to where we all parked. And then I hear um, I get off the bus with a couple of the other coaches and we hear just like loud music coming from our field. And what had happened and I didn't realize it was that all of our players together had left like the big party at the high school and had gone over to our high school field um, in the pitch dark. They brought out our speaker system. They had the music blaring and I turn around the corner of, to go to the baseball field and they're all running around the bases together with nothing but the flashlights from their phone. And then they turned it into like an hour dance party, uh, just them. They only wanted to be with each other. And it was like, it was the most special part of my coaching career because you just see how much they actually loved each other and they didn't want to be with anybody else except themselves. You know, that, that might be that indescribable quality that you couldn't put your finger on back in April uh, when we spoke in the postseason. And I got to give you credit for that. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty spot on prediction because um, there have been really talented teams in this program. Uh, there have been some really good baseball players that come out of this program, but you kept saying to me all year, you're like, there's just something different about these guys. There's just something different and I can't put my finger on it. And I think you kind of just described it perfectly. Yeah, we had, we had the, uh, we had the best seniors and especially the best captains. And I just want to give Anthony a lot of credit for that. Anthony, Anthony's like a really special kid. Okay. Um, he's pretty quiet. He's modest. He doesn't boast. He doesn't brag. He's been that way. I taught him in fifth grade. I coached him when he was 13 years old. I've watched this kid grow up. He is his heart um, and his ability to turn our baseball team into a family, which I know was his goal. Um, Anthony, who came in with all of this like um, hype about like being like one of the best players in the state, he was able to put all of that aside and forget about his own personal statistics. He was all about, first of all, his number one goal was to make everybody else around him better. His number two goal was to turn us into a family. And he put his own personal statistics way behind that. Um, and that was the special quality. Um, we can't do this without that kind of leadership. And then, um, all of the all of the guys that are behind him, and I hope anybody else that's listening to this, that was the whole secret uh, to, I believe, why we were successful this year. And I hope that we have leaders. Uh, and Jack Perot was our other senior captain and all of our other seniors. Um, I just hope that next year's uh, senior class uh, can understand why we were successful and then repeat it. Yeah, I mean, so, oh, Scott, you go ahead, Turk. Anthony, and both, and both you guys, how fun was that? party on the baseball diamond i want to get back to that for a second that sounds awesome it was unbelievable really um we I, as you guys see like when we hit home runs there's like we slam the hammer and do all that stuff that really not a lot of people like they think it's pushy they think it's new era baseball all the yeah, we like it pete i like that stuff. yeah yeah um dave was the first guy who grabbed the hammer we had the hammer sitting on home plate for him and he slammed the hammer as soon as we got back there Coach LaPointe did the same thing. Coach Kayser, all of our coaches. I mean, it was just being together for the last time, knowing that it's going to be one of the last times we're ever going to be together. It was just so special to us. Yeah, you, you know, this has been a, a really, 
I want to say an interesting run for this team. Um, obviously, a lot of hype co- co- coming in. Travis, you've built a program that people expect to compete every year. You guys are in the top 10 poll. I think, I think you guys have been in the top 10 poll maybe every year, the last five years. Um, I could be wrong. And there's always this hype. And then this season, you come out, you win a bunch of games. You guys are the number one team, right? But you have to claw your way against Shelton the first time. Right, come back, score three runs to take the lead without the ball leaving the infield. Right, you have multiple walk-off hits by Danny Weinstein. So I guys call him Danny Dubs. The West, the West Haven game, I think, is the biggest game this season for you guys. And I mean, obviously, the championship is the biggest game because you guys won in the semifinal, all that stuff. But that regular season game, you guys are two outs away from getting run ruled, and I believe you guys were the number one team at the time. A number one yeah. team getting run rule doesn't happen very often. And here you guys are staring one out in the fifth inning against West Haven. You don't want to be the number one team who gets run ruled yet. You guys never quit. And just, I mean, that game, Anthony, you said it to me, it's one of the greatest games that you've ever been a part of. And it might've been one of the best games of this season as a whole. What, what was said on that bench or, or what was the after effect of that game to come back and win that game to be like, okay, we can kind of do anything now. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, in first of all, in that game, like nobody, nobody got like nobody got upset. It wasn't like anybody screaming or yelling at each other. We were all like, I mean, if anything, we were able to laugh about it. We were we played so poorly. Oh my gosh, it was we played terribly. It almost got to a point where like we were able to just kind of take a deep breath and laugh about it more than like get angry. And there wasn't like this crazy rant or anybody that was intense, but I will tell you this. Um, I was okay with it. Like I was like, all right, we're going to, we're going to get our butts kicked right here and we're going to turn the page. And then this will be a motivational thing where we can like have a really great practice tomorrow. And I thought we would be able to use it in a positive way. But I promise you when I was walking um, bottom of the fifth inning, I'm, 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 I'm walking out to the third base coach box coaching box. And I looked at Jack Perot, and I saw Danny Weinstein and I looked into their eyes and I said to myself, when I saw these kids, it was just this intensity. They didn't say anything. I said, they're not going to let us, they're not going to let us get 10 run ruled. And then sure enough, we scored two runs, um, which came on like a bang, bang play at the plate just to keep us alive. And um, once we got those two runs, then we got a couple more and then it turned into, we're going to win this game. It was like 11 to four. And I, I, I think everybody on our team believed we were going to win the game once we got a couple runs. And then that crazy energy and, and enthusiasm just trickled down to every single one of our players. And then it just, it was like a snowball effect. Um, it was beautiful. And then, yeah, that propelled us to believing that we could win in any situation, no matter what um, the adversity was. I just, I mean, I, we weren't there, but I just Twitter like blew up. I think it was, it might've been, it might've been on a Tuesday. I could be wrong. I think I was like at softball and I'm checking my phone. I'm like, wait, what, what just happened? I think I got your email. I was like, I, I have to read this like four or five times. Like what the heck just happened? Um, I mean, what about for you guys, Anthony, David, you know, just moving on from that game where it's like maybe in past years you lose that game, maybe you lose a couple more and, you know, and that's kind of, you know, hand loses early, whatever. What did you guys do or how did you guys take that game to kind of propel you the rest of the way? So that game was, um, that, that was obviously one of the craziest games I've ever been a part of. 
And um, our boy Matt actually uh, made a deal with uh, Coach Tom. <laughs> That's right. 11 nothing or something. <laughs> and he goes, if we win this game, you buy us all Chipotle. And Heinz, like, lets out this laugh. Like, it, it was a crazy laugh. I don't even know what happened. And um, he goes, okay, fine. And they shake on it. And then Powell goes yard, and we're down, like, 11-4. And you can see in Coach Heinz's face, he's like, oh, no. <laughs> no way. <laughs> and I think from that point on, from that deal on, everybody was like, all right. Like, it doesn't matter how much we get down. Like, the panic button is just not going to be pressed on this team. Like, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing and um, believe that at the end of the day we'll come out on top. And then and, uh, Coach, Coach, Hines, Coach Hines did have to, like, take out a loan from the bank, and he did buy the whole team Chipotle. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> of course it's Kyle. Exactly. Exactly. We love Kyle so much. <laughs> he is all time. Uh, yep. You know, look, the semifinal game almost doesn't go your way, right? I mean, you guys aren't hitting. You guys are getting runners on base, but you guys aren't knocking them in. Um, was there any point in that game where you were like, it's going to end right here? And, like, I mean, Avon had guys on base. You guys had guys on base, couldn't score. It's raining. I mean, the fact you guys even got in the game was amazing. Um, but you know, just that semifinal game where it was like, crap, we got here, but maybe this one, isn't going to go our way this time again. No, no, that was never, that was never a thought. Uh, we were, we, I have, I just have to be honest with you. I, I believed all season long. We, we were destined to win this championship. We had the right energy. We had the right guys. I had, I mean, whether you believe in the stuff or not. I had premonitions, my beautiful mother who passed away a few years ago from uh, cancer ravaging her body. I had visions of her holding up a trophy. Uh, there's other players in this program that we've lost way too early, and I had premonitions of them. Um, I knew we were going to win. I didn't know how exactly it was going to happen, but um, this was the right team to do it. And um, I told these guys that um, my mother, who was like this beautiful soul, like, she loved these guys because they do everything the right way. And she knows how much I love them. And there were, there were some angels with this team this year. I know that. And James Arita comes out of the pen, hasn't thrown a big inning or, a, you know, maybe a meaningful inning in weeks. He doesn't have his curveball. While the bases get loaded, he gets out of it. And that's when, when that happened, I was like, oof. I don't know if they're going to lose. I don't know if they're going to allow themselves to lose. And then Danny Weinstein just never got a chance because they just didn't want to pitch. To yeah. Yep. You guys know you got to go through some, at some point you're going to have to go through a game like that to win a state tournament. Right. Exactly. I mean, yep. and then it happened in the semis. I mean, guys, David, Anthony, what are your, th what are you thinking as that game's progressing the semifinal game? Um, in that last inning in that top of the 10th or in, the bottom of the 10th I said it's not going any further and I hit that double and I went up to coastal point because I give him all my I give him my leg guard my whatever I give him everything that I have well, so spot, everything <laughs> and I, I told him I said I'm not allowing us to lose it's just not gonna happen and I kept telling him that I've said that to him multiple times throughout this season and it really has never happened since yeah what what, what and Anthony's like 
you know, he's not going to – he's so humble. In, in that game, Anthony the, – the plays that Anthony made in that game to, like, save the game for us, and not only did he hit that double in the 10th inning, but he hit a double – I don't know if it was, like, the 7th or 8th inning where we should have been able to score him, but we didn't. I mean, Anthony was like – he. Anthony had what he just said is true. He's told me, he has told me many times this season that we're winning the championship. Like he's, he saw it the same way I saw it. Like it was, there was no doubt about it. And um, he told me many times and he told me like four times that game, he is not going to allow us to lose. And um, man, he made good on his promise that he's a, he's a special kid. It was, it was, and then the, the Berlin game starts and you guys aren't, you know, getting guys on, but not scoring. I'm like, uh Oh, here we go again. But that big third inning, you get the, you know, Gio Ramon with the bit with the with with the sack fly, and then Evan Master but Master Batisto, I think yep. I got that right. Nice. Uh, comes through <laughs> huge with the two run double, and all of a sudden it's three nothing. David goes back out there, throws up a zero. I'm like, I think I could start writing my story now. Cause you just looked, that's all you needed. You only needed one, you got three, but you only needed one that game. And I mean, how confident were you after you got those three runs, you know, David, to be like, all right, I'm just going to, as long as I don't walk too many guys, I think I got this. Um, yeah, just seeing that ball find a find a gap off Evan's bat was was awesome because, um, you know, having a one-run lead is, is very stressful. And uh, having – and uh, then just putting up that zero, you know, Coach Kaiser and I talked all season, you know, the inning after your offense scores is the most important time to put up a zero because you kind of hold that momentum and you ensure that you win that inning. And that's just kind of something we talked about all season. So, yeah, it's the all important zero after the crooked number. Hey, David, after the semifinal, when did you find out that you were going to pitch in the championship? Did you know right away? So um, I didn't know right away. I had a feeling, um, but because there was technically enough time where Matt, who um, in my mind, Matt was really our ace this entire year, um, could have came back. I was unsure. But then um, after after the semis and um, when Matt had, you know, gutted out um, the back injury and pitched, pitched phenomenally, um, and they said, you know, you're going to be going in the championship. I was like, wow, really? Like me? <laughs> So what are, what are you doing the night before? I, that's what I want to know. Like, what are you thinking? Are you sleeping like <laughs> the night before, you know, you're pitching a state final. So um, it was kind of a dream come true. And it was one of those things that like I always wanted. I wasn't, I wasn't like scared of the moment. Um, I was just really excited to get out there. And uh, earlier in this season, I had had some nerves, even in just like regular season games. Um, <laughs> But I kind of got I kind of got past those, and so I was I wasn't I wasn't really all that nervous for the state championship, um, in all honesty. But I was really excited. I woke up at like six a.m. Guys were playing thirteen hours later. <laughs> how was uh, how was that bus ride home? It was unbelievable. It was craziest thing I've ever been a part of. Yeah, I, I heard you guys were greeted with fireworks in Middletown. Oh yeah, someone was lighting off fireworks down there. Um, As the bus was driving by, there's just fireworks going off. Yeah, it was like it was like something out of a movie, like honestly. And then um, 
like the Yankees do roll call, like they'll call people's names. And we were doing the same thing. We did it for like literally everyone you could think of, anybody you could think of. They did, they did, they did every player on the team and every coach on the team. It was like the most joyful. Um, and they're, you know, they're high school teenagers and you're like, you know, as a coach, you're like, man, you're worried about like, you know, certain things like on a bus with high school kids. And these kids are just like, they're such good kids that literally they just chanted everybody's name. And like, it was like the sweetest thing. Like they're just a family. Um, and if you could watch them on that bus, you would, you would know it for sure. It was, it was, it was a fun team to cover. I, I, I will say that you guys are always a good time, but uh, it was, you know, watching you guys celebrate, there were some emotional ones, uh, you know, when Norwalk won, Ryan Mitchell grew up in Norwalk, played at Norwalk, you know, first ever championship when East Catholic won, like Mark, Mark Fiore said, like, um, you know, finally getting the monkey off his back. Like, it was really emotional. But when you guys won, that was uh, for me, that was probably the most emotional one that uh, I think I saw that that after, uh, that evening because it was uh, it was Saturday night. But and it's like I, I told I think I told you guys when you guys got the Saturday night game, I go, it's the best game. You don't want the noon game. You don't want the three thirty game. They rush you off the field. You either want Friday night or Saturday night, so you can actually, you know, soak it in. You could, you could just look around and see the fans there cheering for you. You know, it's kind of empties out, and you just get to soak it all in. Like, and do, do, that's at least my opinion. But did you guys feel that when you're kind of looking around at the end after you get your medals, you take your team photo, you guys do your interviews, and it's just you on the field? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I was like, but I finally, it took like, all I wanted to do after the game was, was, was talk to my team. And, you know, I had to go through like some photographs and interviews and stuff like that. And finally, when I got that moment just to talk to my team, um, I was really like, that was the most emotional part for me because um, like, I didn't, I mean, it was really nice that the whole community was out there but I really just wanted to celebrate it with them. And I just wanted to be around them in that moment um, just because they all, you know, have meant so much to me. Um, but then like after, and after heading out of the gate, like towards our bus, our entire community, and they did this at the semifinal too, had made like a little greeting line for us. And like, they gave us all high fives and we're taking pictures. And it was just like pure joy of really our whole baseball community. So awesome. Yeah, it was great, guys. Just wanted to do, uh, we're going to wrap up, but thank you so much for joining uh, us today. Thank you so much for allowing me to come to practices this year and, and, and you know, help tell the stories. Uh, it was it was a fun year. And, uh, you know, congratulations one more time. I know I said it a couple of times, but, you know, congratulations, guys. Yeah, congratulations. And, uh, and to both you guys, Scott and Pete and, and everybody else, like your coverage of high school baseball is just, absolutely phenomenal it elevates us and we all love it we all listen we all watch we all check you guys out and um you guys are a wonderful wonderful part of high school sports so thank you very much thank thanks you for, Appreciate thanks it. for letting us do it all right we are back on high and tight uh obviously the hand guys are uh, are still going they're out of school i, I love that when you can be out of school and win a state championship, because then you can really just like hang out and have yeah, fun. <laughs> you don't have to like worry about going to school on Monday though. I will say, and I'm speaking to other players who have won championships in the fall and the winter, like 
when they go to school on Monday, like yeah, that's kind of cool too. Everyone's like high fiving them and stuff when they're walking in the hallways, so that's kind of cool. But that is kind of cool too. Yeah, getting that admiration for a day of school. But it sounds like that that dance party they had on the on the hand baseball field was pretty epic. So yeah, uh, that's incredible. I would have given anything to drive by and see that just. <laughs> Just the flashlights on phones and music going. Yeah, good for that. That's how you celebrate a championship. You go onto your field and you celebrate. Yeah, you drive all the way back to your field and celebrate. Now, good for that. That's what baseball dudes do. (laughs) And they got a lot of baseball dudes on that team. A lot of dudes. A lot of dudes. Um, Double L championship. I mean, one of the great ones. Uh, You know, we saw the same score in the final a couple years ago. The double L championship in recent years has been really, really good. And this one was no different. Um, Norwalk beaten West Hill one nothing. Uh, that you know, obviously in a one nothing game, anything goes a different way, and this game's completely different. You know, West Hill had a kid cut down at the plate on a great play by the third baseman, and like the, the, the fifth inning of that game. Um, man, but what can you say about Norwalk bringing home the first title in the history of that school? Um, Brendan and Vardson just getting it done. And he, he, the beginning of that game, Kyle Kipp was the one who was in control. And you were, and like, he was awesome too. Wow. Yeah. You're like, wow, like this is a championship level performance. All they have to do is get one. You know, Vardson came in and, and we, and we talked to him about it. Like it didn't really look like he had it, especially he's off speed early. West Hill had some hard hit balls in the first two innings, but yeah. they were right at defenders and you know what he he recovered from it he rallied his breaking ball started to work and then west hill didn't have a chance so uh, it was two great pl- uh, pitching performances like you said the double l game the last handful of years has been awesome um and you know i mean i think i said it on this uh, the last episode i was like oh, i think this is going to be like an 11 to 10 game yeah pete you were like so close and yet you were so dang far away <laughs> Instead I mean, we get, you know, Cheshire, uh, was a Cheshire Richfield all over again. But. Yeah. I mean, just what an unbelievable game. Um, and, uh, you know, Ryan Mitchell was on the show earlier this year. So two, two out of the four coaches have been on the show this year that won a championship and three of the four have been on the show before we had Travis on two years ago. They're all back. So I would say if you, if you come on the show, it's ultimately good luck for you at, yeah. at some point. At some point, eventually. Eventually. <laughs> ultimately, we have nothing to do with anything. <laughs> <laughs> I am taking all of the credit and none of the blame. <laughs> uh, so let's go talk to uh, Alistair Morin, Brendan Edvardson, and Ryan Mitchell of Norwalk. Now joining us on the show, we have the class double L champions, the Norwalk Bears. We have Coach Ryan Mitchell on the show, Alliston Morin, and Brendan Evardson. Brendan, did I say that right? Yeah. All right, perfect. I just wanted to make sure with a last name like mine, I always try to get uh, other players' last names right because I know it's not fun. But welcome to the show, boys. Glad to have you. Welcome back. Coach Ryan Mitchell, his second appearance on the show this year, this time as state champions. First question, how does that feel to hear that? State uh, champs. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest with you guys. I don't know if it's fully sunk in yet. Um, Now I keep on thinking I'm just going to wake up and it's going to be before the tournament started and we're still going up to Amity trying to figure out a way to to get one win. Um, 
but yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. It's been, it's been a wild ride, uh, these last two weeks. Um, and I'm just, uh, I don't know, still in shock, but I am. And I'm not, I, I am in the sense that, yeah, we're the 24 seed and yeah, we were, you know, one game over 500 in the regular season, but I'm not because I know the type of talent that we had all year. And I know the type of kids that I had all year, um, and how tough they are and, uh, how, how, uh, dedicated and, and committed they were to making something of this season, something special, not just, Hey, we got a chance to play. And it was, you know, Mitchell's first year in charge. They wanted to make it something special. And so, you know, that part of, of the whole story, I'm, I'm not shocked on, to be honest. You know, you, you said, well, we'll, uh, we'll get to the run in the season, but you know, just to talk about the championship game quickly. And you know, I asked you after the game, because you, know, you were emotional after you're talking to your assistant coach, you're like, how did we do this? How did we pull this off? And I just thought it was so, you know, it was obviously genuine and emotional, but you guys were a 24 seed. You lost four out of five going into the tournament. What changed? What flipped the switch? What made it from, hey, we made it to the postseason. And like you said, we made it to the postseason in, in Mitchell's first year to let's go win the first state title in program history, a school that opened in 1902. Yeah. Um, I wish I had a, a clear cut, you know, one of those movie quotes, one of those ones, you know, the Al Pacino, we're going to fight for every inch or, or uh, you know, the, the Rudy, uh, the Rudy quotes. I can't point to any one specific thing. Um, but I will say that again, coming to practice after we got beat by Fairfield Ward, we took a couple of days off. We got beat by Ward in the conference tournament. We had a real good chat on that field after that loss. And then coming back into practice and, and I don't know if my, my guys here will, uh, will kind of corroborate with me, but uh, we just had two really sharp practices, high energy, high enthusiasm practices, which is, you know, kind of what we want to have every single day. It's tough to do that every single day. Um, I've been on teams as a player and I've coached on teams as an assistant where, you know, you get bounced in the conference and everybody kind of says, Oh, you know, we could have won the conference. So how are we going to make any noise in the state tournament? You know, states are, states are harder. There's more teams. You got to travel. There's all these things. Um, and, and we had two really sharp practices and we showed up at Amity and we were loose. You know, we, we talked about how the pressure was going to be on them. And, uh, you know, once, once Ali kind of got the ball in his hands and, and we knew he had his best stuff that day, we said, Hey guys, we got a shot at, at winning this one. And then, you know, from there we, we got a home game against new Canaan. So it just, it kind of snowballed. Um, but I, I think after that ward game, having two really sharp practices going into the tournament and, and feeling the energy and the vibe from these kids, they didn't want it to end. They just, they genuinely did not want the season to end. Um, and I, I can't thank them enough for that. Hey, Brendan, so you guys win Amity. Alistair throws a no-hitter. Yeah, you come casually, into New, casually throws a no-hitter. Casually throws a no-hitter. You come into the New Canaan game where you, now you're the home team. Now things are switched a little bit. What was your mindset going into that game? Because that was almost one of your toughest games of the tournament, I thought. Yeah, well, my mindset was just staying within myself. You know, I just go out there and throw strikes. I'm not too much of an overpowering guy or anything. So I always just go out there and try to throw strikes and mix my pitches up well. And yep. And then I know you guys were all scoreboard watching that day. Like, what were you thinking as you're starting to see, like, it's going to be six FCAC teams in the quarterfinals. Like, Alistair, what did you think of that? Um, and what does that say about the conference that you guys play in? I think it definitely shows that 
the FCAC deserves a lot more respect than it gets. And I think that we really show that this year. And I definitely think that with the two Norwalk teams as well. I don't think, I don't think anyone but both of us thought that we would make it that far. And then going going through that going through an FCX season obviously has to prepare you because you there's a lot of good teams in that league and there's really no days off, right? No, not at all. Yeah, it's, <laughs> the FCX obviously made their mark as the best baseball conference this year. You beat four of them to win a state title. You beat teams that beat you in the regular season. Um, how do you not look back at those past games and say, "Well, we're going up against so and so. They beat us during the regular season." and say, you know, how do you not let that get into your mind? You know, Brendan, Alistair, you know, whoever wants to answer that, but how do you not like let that kind of take over the team, take over the dugout when you're like, we already lost to this team. How are we going to beat them this time? Well, we always tell ourselves just to like play our game, play the way we've been playing and see what happens. That's what we always do. We don't um, worry about the other team as much. We just worry about how we're playing. It's it was um, Brendan, you know, that state final game against West Hill, you and you and Kyle Kipp from West Hill were I mean, that was an amazing pitcher's duel to watch. But I'll be honest with you. So, you know, I watched that game every pitch. You know, Kyle looked really sharp early and West Hill hit a lot of hard balls off of you in the first two innings. Uh, you know, obviously your defense made some great plays, um, but did you think at like what point did it kind of click for you? where like they started not hitting some hard balls off of you and you kind of just got into control and kind of in command. In the third or fourth inning, they were getting a lot of weak contact, a lot of infield pop flies off my, my off speed mostly. So I kept going with the off speed and just, I felt good with that. So I kept going with it. Yeah, no, it was like, the game was kind of flying by. I think there were three hits going into like the sixth inning. And it was crazy. We sat on this podcast like a couple of days before. And I'm like, you know, this could really be an 11, 10 game, you know, because <laughs> you guys just both pound the ball. You just pound the ball. And I mean, obviously I, I was wrong all season. So uh, clearly a one, nothing game would <laughs> obviously be the end result of this game. But did you have confidence in your team that if they get me one, I got this. Yeah, totally. I have confidence in my team behind me. I knew as long as we just played our game, made the plays, we were going to be fine. Now, obviously, Javier comes in, shuts the door. Um, that kid, all emotion on the mound. I loved it. I mean, I forgot. What did he do after the game, like the final out? He, like, did. He, like, took his – I think he did, like, a salute or something like that. Like, <laughs> I mean Javi, – uh, Javi, is, Javi is an absolute uh, lightning rod, lightning bolt, um, whatever you want to – whatever you want to call him. Um yeah, all emotion, all intensity, uh, which is why he's great in that role uh, as a closer, you know. Um, Brendan did exactly what uh, we needed him to. He threw strikes, and he, and he let him hit it, and we made the plays behind him. And then, you know, you give Javi the ball, you say, Javi, I need six outs. Okay, coach, I'll get you six outs. He's, that's, just, that's just how he approaches it. So It's easy. It Baseball's great- easy. Baseball's easy. Yeah. Piece of cake. No, no sweat. Come on. I mean, he was on fire in that semifinal too. I mean, his emotion that day was amazing. I mean, he, that game almost seemed more intense. I mean, obviously the state finals, the state final, but that semi was so much on the line. Can you guys tell me about that game too? And, and, and then the end of that game where that kid is just, he's on fire. Like I thought he was going to literally catch on fire. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. You guys want to talk about the the semifinal game? Al? Well, Alistair, I mean, uh, you threw it. So I'll through that. Yeah. Through that. Yeah. I mean, going into that game, I was feeling great. And it was like, it was what I told the guys against Amity and Ridgefield. And I told them earlier in the season as well. I was like, just get me one. And my mindset the night before thinking about the game was if, if worst case scenario, we lose this game, it's because we lose it one zero. And so then me and Javi have been great together and both on two days, two games that I haven't had my best stuff was the Greenwich and the Staples game, which he shut the door in both of those games. And he's in my eyes, by far the best guy in the state out of the pen. It was, it was just unreal watching him go out there and probably strike out like five of the six guys, four of the six guys each time. Alistair, have you ever played in front of a hostile crowd like that Greenwich crowd in that semi? I mean, I, I love that kind of stuff. <laughs> and now, but I've never heard a full place cheering my girlfriend and my sister's name. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. There was some rough stuff going on. <laughs> it was definitely new. I wish I, I wish I was a little bit more on that game because of all that. But it was, it was awesome. I love competing in an environment like that. You know, you, you obviously you pitched the semifinal, uh, and you got to watch the championship what was going through your head on that you know you're on you're on the bench in that game and you're just kind of watching it unfold um you know just what how was the bench what was the feel what were the, the i'm going to steal a quote uh from and i don't want to uh, uh i don't cause i'm just going to call him cause you know the vibrations the good vibes what were the vibes on the bench uh during the game uh, alistair i don't know where that vibrations thing from cause came from <laughs> <laughs> in that last game but he's he's always been like super positive so in that dugout it was like we have to stay positive to stay in this game the entire thing like the that was probably one of our only maybe three games the entire season that were real baseball games like that and being in such a close tight game it was unreal because all the guys were just so focused so so loud so energetic It, it was it was incredible to see everybody in the dugout so focused like that what has been the reception in the city? Norwalk is, has a great baseball history. Uh, I had the pleasure of working at the Norwalk Hour for a couple of years. I think I've mentioned it about a thousand times on the show every time we talk about you guys, which has been a lot. But, I mean, what's been the reception? I saw a bunch of former players at that game that I got to cover. Obviously, Pitucci was in attendance. I spoke to A.J. Albano uh, the other day. His dad, his father, George, uh, obviously worked at the Hour for a really long time, like, What's been the reception from maybe former players or, you know, you guys like go out and like, you know, run into just random people from the city who are like, yeah, we want a baseball title or, you know, anything like that. How, how has that been? I just want to take that one. You guys have anything in the last, uh, what, 48 hours? <laughs> I've just gotten a lot of texts from people, even people I haven't like talked to in a long time, just saying how they're proud of me and proud of everybody on my team. I've been super close with uh, guys like Tommy Benicasso, Mike Gonzalez, guys from past years who just really helped me. And I, I've still kept in touch with them. I've been super close with them. I hung out with Tommy actually a few nights before it, after his uh, Big East game. So I love Tommy. Tommy, they had the unfortunate pleasure of playing at the City Hall field, which was, oh, that field was. No, come you on. You guys don't know. 
Oh, Ryan played there too. Best. Come on. I listen. If they gave me a choice, I'd go back to City Hall tomorrow. No way. I Ryan, I don't know if you remember the FCI game against Gary in 2015 when Reed Grand Slam that skimmed a tree leaf and the tree leaf count it right there to catch it. And it's a home run. Counts, baby. That's touch them all. That's four bags. Touch them all. I always love City Hall Field. I, once you guys play that turf, it's hard to go back. But <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And then to be honest, uh, you know, it's it's not in great shape. So if if we were to go back, they would need some serious attention. There used to be um, people walking on the track while games were going on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dodge, <laughs> dodging fly balls, all that. Um, the city the city reception has been tremendous. Uh, we got a police escort off the highway uh, back to school. Yeah. Was that surreal? Back. Like when that happened? Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, I have a couple of friends that are on the force. Uh, and, and so they kind of hooked us up with that, which was really cool for the kids. We got back to school. Um, all of our parents, a lot of the students were there. We had a superintendent, the principal there to take some pictures. Parents got some pizza. So that was great. And then it's just been so many messages, phone calls, uh, Twitter posts, uh, you know, stuff on Facebook, just, um, you know, it, it means something to, to this town. Um, to, to do something like this that that's never happened here before. Um, and there's just, I don't know, man. And obviously I'm biased, but there's just such a good homegrown vibe in, in Norwalk. People, people were born here and, and they end up staying because they want to. So it's uh it's a really strong tradition here. Um, Norwalk baseball and just really happy to, to give people uh you know, something that a lot of them have wanted for, for a really long time. And so what does it mean to have, to have Pete there, Tucci? I, I told myself I'm not, I'm not going to cry anymore because I, my emotions. <laughs> you all cried out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, I joke with the kids all the time. I say, cause I've, I've cried what guys, maybe a dozen times this year. Uh, all. Yeah. Maybe more. Yeah. Shut up Al. Um, <laughs> yeah. I tell them all the time, like, you know, I have a reputation. You talk telling people I'm I'm getting teary eyed. We're gonna have a problem. Hey, that means he um, cares. That means he cares about you guys. Like yeah, coaches that get that, emotional yeah. care. That means they care about you. These guys know that. Uh, yeah. To have to have Coach Tucci there, I still can't call him Pete. Uh, I, I can't. I know I'm, I'm 34 years old. I can't call him Pete. I yeah, you, you, you can never call your coach by his first no, name. No, no. <laughs> be honest, um, Scott. When you said Pete, I was like, I don't think he cared that I was there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Or we're talking about Pete Jr. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, to have to have Coach Tucci there, um, you know, to to walk over after talking with, with the media and, and, you know, kind of clearing out the dugout and making sure everything was all taken care of with the kids to have that moment with him and, and hand him the plaque um, and to give him that hug. Um, you know, it, it meant everything to me and I know it means everything to him. Um, you know, he's, he's put his whole heart and soul and life into this program. Um, you know, Norwalk high school baseball is, is not a, a, a a tradition rich program without, without P2G. So that, uh, that was really, really special for, for me and, and, uh, and for him, I called him after the game. Um, and he said, he's never been happier after any baseball game in his life, uh, played or coached. So, you know, that, uh, that goes to show you what, what, that's what it a lot of games. Yeah. It's a lot of games. <laughs> it's a lot of games it's a lot. and he's had some big wins. Uh, and, and, um, yeah, to hear him say that uh, and to hear him say how proud of, of the team he is and, and of me and my, my assistant coaches, um, it, uh, it meant the world. How easy was it? Not easy, but 
that it was more of a seamless transition because you were in the program, you were there, you knew everything. Like when, when especially missing the season, I, I would think that that transition was a lot easier for you than it would be for some first year coaches, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the biggest advantage in, in being an assistant prior to taking over is just knowing the kids um, and, and already kind of having a relationship with them. Um, you know, when you're going to take over a program, you, you have to develop trust with the kids. They have to trust you. And that's that's earned. That doesn't just, oh, this is the guy. So we trust him and we're going to listen to everything he says. That's not the way it works. So to have that advantage and, and kind of have a little bit of that groundwork in, in relationships and, and trust with the kids, um, you know, listen, it's never easy to take over a, a program, especially after somebody that's in the Hall of Fame. But being there for the years that I was there and, and watching him do it and building up relationships with the kids, um, it definitely made it a lot smoother to, to, to transition in. And, um, you know, it... Uh, you know, it, it, it's all about relationships, man. Uh, yeah. You know? So guys, like sometimes you spend more time with the assistant coaches at practice and you kind of get to know them a little bit more than the head coach. Was that a benefit for you guys kind of knowing uh, coach Mitchell a little more, you know, coming into the season and knowing what he's all about? Yeah. Coach Mitch has been one of my coaches since freshman year. So I've known him pretty well. Same with assistant coaches. I've known them for all four years of my high school. So that, that was great. Alistair, you too? Uh, yeah, it's Co Coach Mitch has been there for all of us a lot, and it was definitely very nice to have. You know, what about the, um, the fun practices? You know, Coach comes in, and he's like, all right, we're going to play games. Uh, was that like kind of like I, I, I one I love that it's like one of my favorite things to come out of this season is like finding all of that out. But how how was that different from maybe like other teams and maybe how did that prepare you for when you guys got into games? I think it brought us closer together as a team. We were all like competing during practice, and I think the competitiveness helped us in big time games like the other day. Iron iron sharpens iron, right, Ryan? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we also, we like to have fun. Baseball's fun. You start playing when you're a kid because it's fun. So, you know, you can get lost in bunk coverages. You can get lost in first and third plays and all that stuff is extremely important. And you need that stuff to win games and, and absolutely win championships. But you also need to appreciate the game and appreciate the the, the teammates. Um, you know, we did uh, so many I think so many fun competitive things this year. We had some goof off practices. We did fungal golf early in the year. Um, you know, we, we, uh, you gotta have fun, man. We had our coaches take VP one day. Uh, my pitching coach hit a dinger off of me and it was like, he's still living it up. Like he's, you know, like it was the home run derby, but you know, that's, that's the stuff. And, and, you know, I, I do think, you know, when it comes down to it, the, the, the most connected group of guys has, has an advantage. Um, and so that's part of our, part of our approach. So can we get a sandwich at JB's deli, uh, named after the team now? Is that in the works? Uh, John, John, uh, John Burr is, is a buddy of mine. He owns, he owns the deli and, uh, he's, uh, been a great supporter, uh, over the years and he's actually catering our, our banquet tomorrow night. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I think, uh, I think I should call him up and say, Hey, listen, man, we got to get it. We got to get a sandwich bears 21 or oh, something. something. Yeah, state, state, the state, the state champ, something. Come on. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's so a good then idea, Scott. So, so what, that, so what's the sandwich? What's I mean, that's what yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. I don't know. 
Something, <laughs> something crazy because that's what this was. It was crazy. <laughs> you know, just quickly on playing all these FCAC teams, you know, when you get to the state tournament, you, you kind of play teams. I was, you know, you guys played Amity in the first game and, you know, with this year of not a lot of bad a conference play, when you look back on the, when you look back at the bracket, you're like, we played one non-FCAC team all year. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, uh, when, you, when you saw when you won and you saw who you were playing next, did you kind of like roll your eyes and be like, oh, again? <laughs> uh, I I didn't. Um, I just I, I don't care who's in front of us. I want to keep playing. Um, and I was happy to have another crack at Ridgefield. Uh, I was happy to have another crack at Greenwich. And I was happy to, to have the rubber match against West Hill. Um, you know, when you're a competitor, you, you, you want to, you want to be, you know, it's kind of like when, when you have like a, a younger brother, an older brother and you're playing sports, you'd rather beat them than anybody else in the neighborhood. That's, that's what it is, man. Uh, and, and the best part about it all is once we got by those teams or got past those teams, they jumped on it and supported us. I mean, I got so many text messages from, um, League coaches, um, uh, Adrian down in Greenwich, um, Steve Bucket. Once once they got bounced, he and I are buddies. Uh, I got text messages from Mike at Ludlow. I got text messages from from uh, Mike Scott and Darien. Um, so yeah, uh, it was it was pretty cool to beat those FCI teams. And again, man, when you when you get beat by somebody, you want to play them again. You want it. You want another shot at it. Guys, did you get support from McMahon guys like normally guys you're going against and you're obviously rivals like did you hear from them at all yeah totally I've I've been on teams with them before so they all most of them congratulated me good see that's awesome most most you know back in my day kids weren't like that this no kids are friendlier now yeah kids are way nicer now (laughs) they uh they, they'll it gets pretty chippy when you're in the game but sure. once the game is done yeah it's 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 good it's really good yeah it was it was fun to see you and mike after the game you know he came over gave you a big hug that was kind of cool but yeah how, yeah how nice was to lift that plaque all the players are yelling at you lift it lift it lift it how not relieving was that feeling because it was your first year, but again, the program had never won a championship. Did you feel like a huge weight lifted off of you and you threw that up? Yeah, that's, that's the best way to describe it, Pete. Um, I don't know that I've, I mean, besides my three kids being born, had a better feeling than that. Um, good. It's good to throw that in there. Yeah, well, you know, just in case, wanna, uh, just in case might, the missus listens. Yeah, the wife will listen, and then the kids will grow up, and they'll hear this, and they'll say, "What the hell, Dad?" But so, um, <laughs> so hold that plaque up uh, in in front of my guys that have given me everything that they could possibly give um, and trusted me um, was, I mean, the ultimate just. I don't want to say relief because it doesn't do it. It doesn't do it justice, but it was the ultimate, like, here it is, Norwalk. Like we, we, we did this. We wanted this for a long, long time. And we got, we, we played very, really, really well. We earned it. Ball bounced our way enough times. You know, you need luck in baseball. You need some luck in baseball. Um, And, you know, when, uh, when my, good friend uh, and one of our former assistants, Matt Harbliss passed away, um, Earlier in the year, um, you know, we 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 put uh, MH on the back of our hats and and kind of dedicated the season to him. And so, 
I think uh, hoisting that thing up in the air was, was to show him like, Hey man, we, we pulled it off and we know you helped us get there. So um, it was a really, really special moment um, to, to put that plaque up in the air and then to hand it off to, to Ali and the rest of the guys. Um, I mean, I, I, I can't even describe the joy that that, that gave me uh, individually. Well, it's going to, it's going to soak in as uh as more days pass, I don't know if it has yeah. yet. Uh, so I've talked to a couple of guys, still hasn't sunk in. Uh, but it you will. keep walking in the room and seeing the plaque sitting there, and be like, "Oh my god!" Like, <laughs> where is the plaque? Got, Let's, let, where got, the, the, the plaque? The plaque is at home. Uh, I, I'm going to bring it to our banquet tomorrow night. Um, Marquette's like, "You got to bring that in." <laughs> yeah, I'm not bringing it in until he asks for it, and I, I might make him wait and ask a couple of times. I can. I got home on Saturday, and I put the plaque down on the kitchen table. And I went and I gave my kids a big hug and I just kind of went about normal business of being a dad of three small kids and, and doing all that stuff. And then I walked back into the kitchen and I see the state championship plaque on my table. I'm like, what are you doing here? So I sent it, I took a picture, I took a picture and I sent it to my three assistants, uh, Kevin Koshgrove, Kevin Daniele, and Mike Parlanti, who are first class, top notch all the way in every sense of the word. And I snapped a picture of it and sent it to them. I said, I just found this on my kitchen table. Do you guys have any idea how it got here? And they just uh, were just so, uh, you know, happy and, and thought it was, thought it was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, man, that plaque is, that plaque is at home uh, with the sign and with the game ball that all, all my kids signed for me, which, uh, you know, again, not going to cry again, boys, but don't give the plaque back. <laughs> Just no, no, no. It. I thought I, I, what I could maybe do is maybe have somebody commission somebody to make a replica and I'll give there it a replica. Yeah, bring the fake yeah, one. Yeah, that's in the trophy <laughs> case. Right? It, it was funny this weekend. Um, you know, you got the plaque, uh, Norwalk's first championship uh, when Martin Fiore lifted it for East Catholic. First one since 97. Hand when LaPointe lifted it. First one ever in program history. Like you guys, Class S, uh, I think first championship since 1972 and like I was looking at each coach every time they got it back and I'm like neither of these coaches are ever going to let this thing go like Travis was holding it like a football I'm like he's not letting anyone (laughs) touch this thing prize possession he already had his strapped into a seat uh, a seatbelt of his car like (laughs) oh yeah absolutely absolutely it's uh it's crazy man it's absolutely crazy yeah, well, you guys, obviously, I mean, if any team – I mean, every team earns a championship, but the run you guys did was, I think, one of the most surprising um, and one of the most special. Uh, again, they're all special. I'm not taking anything away from any other team because it's hard to win a baseball championship in single elimination. But as a 24 seed to beat four teams from your conference that you played during the regular season and I believe lost to – to come back, it was very 2007 Giants esque. I know you guys might yeah. all be Pats fans, but all right, Pete, we need to cut that part. All right, we'll cut that. All right, it's very <laughs> Eli Manning esque, uh, 07 Giants. But uh, I think, I mean, it was, you know, to be there and it was great seeing John Nash throw some retweets. You know, I know he covered Norwalk for a long time. Again, I spoke to AJ Albano on Twitter a little bit. I know, you know, George watched from afar, his dad and, it was, it's so crazy. You know, I remember that 15 season when they made that run to the semifinal. Yeah. I was like, how is this team in the semifinals? Like, yeah. and then to see it again this year and for you guys to pull it off was, it was really incredible to see. And, uh, you know, it was awesome. That's all I have yeah. to say about that. 
appreciate you guys saying that. And I, I told you guys this before the, the coverage that you guys give high school sports is absolutely tremendous. And, uh, it's, it's, it's much appreciated by the coaches and the players. Um, so just keep, keep doing it guys, because, uh, you know, it's great. It really is great. So thank you very much. Thank you. We appreciate that. Thank you. And I'll continue to pick against you guys because it seems to work. So yeah, yeah. Keep picking <laughs> against us, Pete. That's 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 gonna be our MO, my friend. I love it. Works for me. Guys, congratulations. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy it. Enjoy your summer. Good luck going forward. Uh in college. And uh Ryan, you guys are gonna have a big, big X on your back next year heading into uh, the FCX, but I'm sure you're very excited about that. Absolutely. I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, we are back on high and tight. Uh, the Norwalk guys, I mean, everyone's just partying. I mean, everyone's celebrating. Everyone's having a great time. Uh, I love the enthusiasm of these kids. And, and, and uh, I love the emotion of Ryan Mitchell, too. Like, you grow up in a town, and then you play in that town, and then you can come back and coach and win in that town. There's no way your emotions can't get the best of you at sometimes. You know, he said he's done crying, but I, I bet he still uh, I, I bet he still gets choked up now and then, uh, just when you when you start to think about what you just did, you know. Yeah, he you know, it was the lead of my story, and I asked him in the interview, but he was just sitting there and he's like, How did we do this? How did we pull this off? And it was it was just so genuine and real. And uh, I mean, it was crazy and it wasn't crazy that they won once, you know, it was West till them in the finals. Like, right. cause that, that game was a coin flip in my opinion. And a one, nothing game shows that it was a coin flip, but that whole run, I mean, they no hit Amity the first day of the, uh, the first, uh, first round game. First round, yeah. And you're like, okay, like maybe Amity hasn't, hasn't had the best year. And, you know, Norwalk just took advantage. It's like, no, like Alistair Morin is legit. He threw a no-hitter. He's one of the better players in the state. And then they're just going to go beat four FCAC teams. And again, the FCAC conference, which had four double L semifinalists, which and didn't six include of the, eight, the FCAC six of the champ. Eight quarter finalists. Yeah. yeah, six of the eight quarterfinal champs, four finalists, four final four finalists from the same conference that, again, didn't include <laughs> Fairfield Ward, who won right. the FCAC. Yeah. Right? And it didn't include a program like Staples or Ludlow, who have been very good over the past couple of years, or Darianne. Like, this conference can play. And it's not up for debate this year that they were the best conference this year. Like, we didn't no know we didn't know going into the tournament because there wasn't a lot of crossover of who was the best conference. And I think the FCI kind of put a big kibosh on that by the time we got to the quarterfinals. <laughs> I mean, look, when the tournament started, double L tournament, we said, you know, of these 16 first round games, we thought there was 14, maybe 15 that that the lower seeds could win and it wouldn't be crazy. And, and, and we both said, hey, look, Norwalk can certainly the way they hit and with those two pitchers can certainly go up and and beat Amity. No. Um, were we still surprised by that outcome? Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I mean, Amity is just had such an incredible track record. Um, but once you saw Amity go down and Staples go down in the first round of this tournament, you're like, everything's out the window yep. at this point. Yep. Like everything's all, out the all window. All bets are off. All, all bets, bets are off. off. And then, and then to have the top, I think it is, I think it was going into the quarterfinals one through 10 seeds were all gone except for Greenwich and Ward, who were the four and yeah, five, four and the fives. And, then and they, they had to play each in the other. quarterfinals. 
Right. And then Greenwich makes it to the semis. Yeah. Greenwich Norwalk uh, play a great semifinal with one of the best crowd atmospheres I've seen um, ever at a high school game uh, at Cubetta Stadium uh, in that one. Um, the Greenwich kids went a little over the line at times, but <laughs> Uh, again, I don't mind when kids chirp kids. You know what I mean? I, I do mind when adults chirp kids, and that happened a few times. But when kids chirp kids, uh, I'm good with that. It adds to the atmosphere. Obviously, the Norwalk players liked it too. You know, he, he said he wasn't thrilled having his uh, sister and girlfriend's name yelled out, but uh, it, it, it fuels the fire when you're playing and, and gets you through the game a little more. So, the best way to shut anyone up is winning. Beat them. Yeah, just beat, beat them. You just beat him. That's it. That's all I tell and, my kid. Uh, if someone's talking, you shut him up by beating them. That's it. That's what my dad used to say all the time. You want to you you want to talk? Do your talk with the bat. You know, hit the ball, get on base, score Mr. a run. Mr. Bergoglio is a wise man. He is. a lot of he, a lot of wise things. He calls me after every episode, and he's like, "You and Scott, it's so great. I love listening to it." And he gave, <laughs> he's, he's our like, biggest oh, fan. He's our biggest fan. Oh, he is our biggest fan. He's like, I appreciated the shout out last week. I'm glad everyone knows my my baseball signs. I'm like, Dad, you haven't coached baseball in like <laughs> 12 years. All Let right, me like, tell you something too, Mr. Mugaga. I've been using I'm sorry you feel that way ever <laughs> since he told me it's so great. Anytime someone's if filed a complaint, especially my own kids, I keep saying, I'm sorry you feel that way. It stops it's, everything. It's, it's an all-time line. It is an all-time line, and I need to use it more in, in my life. <laughs> but um, I mean, this was such a great season i mean this was the first state championships we've had in the state since december of 2019 yeah. i mean just think about that i think i posted something on friday night it was something like 740 days between baseball championships between st joe's winning the class m game on the saturday night to Coggenshog winning the class s game on friday night i mean it's been so long and this year and I always get like sappy at the, the end of the year podcast. And I don't think many people are listening at this point. Cause the show is, this episode is so long. <laughs> Only but your my, dad. <laughs> yeah. Except for my dad. Um, thanks dad. Love you. But you know, this year was so much fun. We yeah. knew there was a lot of unknown heading into this year. What teams are going to go into quarantine, uh, which teams are going to be good, which teams aren't going to be good, which top players are going to be top players. Right. You know, yes, for every Anthony DePino and Frank Mazzucato that we said were going to be good at the beginning of the year, there were players who, you know, we didn't pick, who, you know, jumped on our scene almost immediately. Like, I mean, you had Ryan Daniels in your 25 players to watch. But, like, I mean, I remember him as a freshman. He was on a stack St. Paul team. And then the first game he goes out, he hits three home runs and has, like, nine RBIs. And it's like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, we know who you are now. You know, like. It was such a crazy year at the beginning. It ended so nicely with a bow on it. Four great state championship games. I want to give a shout out to Bob Joyce, a friend of the program. He sent me a tweet on Saturday night. He goes, this is the first time ever since the CIAC started hosting tournaments that every game was a shutout. That's That's incredible. That's unbelievable, incredible. We saw a great pitching performance by Kobe Pascarelli in Class S. We saw a great pitching performance by Frank Mazzucato in M. We saw a great pitching performance by David uh, Antonetti in Class L. And we saw a great pitching performance by Kyle Kipp and Brendan Avardson in Norwalk's game, in the double L game between Norwalk and West Hill. 
I mean, unbelievable. I, this, unbelievable. And your everyone's response, the players, the coaches, the parents, the not, you know, not the mean ones, but no, like most of the parents are fine. Yeah. But like the response has been amazing. And I cannot tell you how much that means to me and to Scott when we go to a practice or we go to a game and like people tell us that they listen to the show. I had parents come up to the press box during like in between innings, in between games, just to tell me that they listen. Some parents, some people don't have kids that go to the school anymore. They still listen. It's just, it was an, it was just so amazing. This year was so, so damn hard. You know, the past for everybody, it was 20 months, 24 months. It was so damn hard. And if us doing this podcast gave you a little bit of normalcy, we're glad to do it, but your response of telling us that you listened and you enjoyed it, even if you didn't enjoy it and you listened, that makes us feel a million times better about doing this. I know my predictions were absolutely awful this year, <laughs> um, but we had fun with it and it was just great. I love baseball. And like for the long time in my life, I, you know, at the end of my high school career, which kind of ended my sophomore year and I played baseball, like, I kind of fell out of love with the game of baseball and, you know, I was playing hockey. I played volleyball my senior year, which was a lot of fun. And then last year happens and just so much stuff going on. And like, I fell in love with the game of baseball again this year. I, I absolutely fell in love with the game and not the MLB game, but <laughs> the high school game, just going to baseball, watching baseball games, being into every pitch. And that's on the players. That's on the coaches. That's on everybody that made it happen. And I can't not thank everyone enough for that. And if you're listening to it at this point of the episode, I'm talking to you. Yeah. And look, the kids just go out there and play. They're doing what they do. So they don't really realize what a gift they're giving to people that like us that do this. And um, it was one of the best baseball seasons I've covered. And coming off the year that we had, it was just so it just made me so happy to be at the games all the time, like to be at the games, to talk about it with you, to write all the stories that we wrote. And then, you know, to see the joy of everyone winning state championships again, we hope next year it's just going to be normal. We're going to roll football, soccer, have all our fall state finals, all we're going to go back to Mohegan sun and we'll be back at Palmer field again next year. And we'll have this whole crazy year behind us, but it is important to remember that this, even the baseball season started with teams in quarantine and, and unknowns about who could play and when we're going to play. And by the end, you know, you're at a Palmer field with a bunch of people, very few wearing masks. Everyone's jumping up and down. Everyone's having a great time. Student sections were back and the student sections were back and better than ever. And they were yeah. back and better than ever at baseball games, which they're not usually at. So I cannot wait for football and basketball <laughs> next year to get some fans in these places and, and have a great time because we do this because we love this. There's yeah. no other reason that we do this other than we love high school sports and we and we love covering the athletes. So thank you to, to all the kids who played this year. Yeah. And, you know, don't I think we learned one thing um, is not taking it for granted. Um, you know, the fan groups don't miss that opportunity to go and cheer your school on uh, to the athletes. Don't miss that opportunity to play, play another sport if you want to go and just hang out with your friends and, you know, be on a team. I don't know. Just don't take anything for granted. I can tell you, Scott and I were texting last spring, you know, we're working in news, right? We, you know, it's all hands on deck. We don't have sports and, you know, we were glad to do it. We're part of a company and, you know, we want to help anyway, but Scott and I are texting. We're like, Oh man, 
I miss hindsight. I miss doing the podcast. I miss covering baseball. And then I think uh, last year around this time, I think I might have texted you, and I was like, "We should be at Palmer Field." I'm so sad. Uh, But like you know, just thank everyone. You know, thank you everyone for for just following along, and it means. You know, I sent out that tweet like I do after every state championship. I say, "I love you all." I, I really do, and it just. He really does. I do. I, I really it's, do. It's, this is genuine. This is 100% Pete is it's, 100% genuine. It's the best. Look, where I came from, where I grew up on Long Island, like, you know, we didn't, we don't have this much hyper-local coverage, this high school coverage, this getting to be on front pages of newspapers, getting to be on front pages of sites, an Instagram account that has 26,000 followers, right? I mean, Instagram didn't exist when I was in high school, neither did Twitter, but, um, you know, you it's just such a great opportunity to tell these stories. Yes, for every Frank Mazzucato who's going to, you know, probably get drafted and go play minor league baseball and Pat Winkle and Ben Kasparius and, you know, Mike Burrows. There's a lot of guys who maybe aren't going to play in college and they're going to have most of them. Most of them won't. That. You know, yeah. they're going to have an opportunity to be on the front page and be on this and be interviewed and have their photo taken, have a story written about them and it's it's just so much fun and you know we're we're rambling but we we've had a well, lot i know I, I know pete pete doesn't want this to end so i don't end want it to end. Like, i literally don't want this episode is going to be so long <laughs> but we gotta wrap we, we do have to wrap it up we do I'm have sorry. to wrap it up because we have like I'm other sorry, stuff pete. that we have to do uh, yeah we have other up. other aspects of our job yeah, we, we have other stuff to, yeah. to do uh, all state teams hopefully will be released either the end of this week or early next week uh scott and i have picked the team uh, we're putting it together. We're very excited. Uh, it was very hard, um, but we hope you enjoy it or hate read it. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> um, listen, for Pete, I'm Scott. We will see you next year on High and Tight. For the final time this year. Later. Later.